0: People. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by my good friend, Dwayne Feenstra, for a game of Central Directive. Central Directive is a game of psychological spy horror. It is about a secret agent who has been burned, betrayed by their organization, and is now at odds with two separate spy organizations, outgunned, outmanned. Agent 21 is given only one option escape it is a really really cool game i really enjoyed playing it the mechanics are built on blackjack which is extremely spy like but they're also um asymmetrical and imbalanced where the player playing control which is the spy organization and the player playing agent 21 have different rules that apply to them and different ways that they can win it is like really well done and it really creates this cohesive sense of spy horror that like i absolutely adore I was really pleased with it. Go check it out. Check the show notes. More information about Central Directive. Dwayne is the producer and GM of Flight Risk, a Star Wars actual play podcast that is admittedly more space balls than Star Wars and set in the World of the Old Republic to dodge all of that messy continuity stuff. There are no lightsabers, no blasters. It is a very fun show. It features a cameo by yours truly as a Danny DeVito-inspired galactic cab driver. It's a ton of fun. You should check it out. You can also find more information about flight risk in the show notes. Um, Just a quick reminder before we dive in, a note to email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com, a receipt to your donation to a bail fund, mutual aid fund, or organization supporting the Black Lives Matter protests, and I will send you the official PDF of the Olive Garden LARP when you're here, your family, as well as a bunch of other games that I've published. They are yours. They are yours. It is your gift for supporting a good cause. Do that. Take advantage of it. As I said, that is partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And with that, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so excited to be sitting down with Dwayne Feenstra.
1: Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. I've been listening to your show for a while, and I'm totally pumped to be here. I hope I don't make a fool of myself.
0: Oh, uh, that makes me so happy. Thank you for that. That that. That brightens my day. I'm really excited. I'm excited to have you on the show. I think this is going to be really fun. Yeah, definitely. So real quick, before we dive in, though, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about all the cool stuff that you've got going on that you might want them to know about?
1: Well, yeah, I am uh, the GM and the producer for an actual play Star Wars uh, game called Flight Risk. We've been going on for about a year and a half now. We've been playing for like two years. And we are set in the old republic way back in the before the Skywalker nonsense hit Star Wars and all that kind of jazz. And I always describe our show as more space balls than Star Wars because I am a big fan of parody and just humor and that kind of ridiculous stuff. So I just love to throw crazy things in. We had an adventure where my characters had to go against the Ninja Turtles. We had eight things just, just off the wall. I am. A very big say yes GM. So my players say, sure. Oh, this happens. I'm like, Sure, let's make it work. So we are all over the place on our show. Um, Being set in the old Republic, um, I did make it an AU because I like to make things complicated. And I went Star sure. Wars with no lightsabers and no blasters. Okay. So, I can take that. So yeah, so it's kind of when I look back, I'm like, Wow, I just really wanted to play Firefly, apparently. <laughs> but- yeah, sure. In the Star Wars universe, but we're slowly moving forward and we are cherry picking cool events from Star Wars to go in there. We have a core four players that play. We tell two inter kind of interlocking stories at the same time. So every other week is a different story and each Mm -hmm. story kind of at the end connects to each other in a certain way sometimes it's like mildly last season was actually kind of a big crossover at the end and so with the the four players that i have we have spots for guest stars on our show so i always have one guest voice or sometimes two depends out everything shuffled on each one so we have pull people from other podcasts from coruscant's nights from heroes mm-hmm. of the hiding way from uh tales of the broken sun or just even just people i just happen to know i'm like hey do you want to play with us for a few sessions they come in and it They get to play, and it's been really fun introducing these people into the game who've never played it before or in the situation like with Coruscant Knights and with Tales of the Broken Sun, guys who are GMs all the time who finally Mm -hmm. get to play again. So I kind of like doing that, so it brings in new voices all the time, new perspectives, and the game is just ridiculous and fun. We're on our fourth arc. I call them seasons. They're like 10 episodes each, and... It's just it's been really fun. I've never before this, I've never done an actual play podcast myself. I've never even GM'd a game in my life. I haven't played a role-playing game since I was like 12 and I'm 40 now. So I'm really out of was <laughs> really out of the loop on it and it's been really fun just doing collaborative storytelling mm-hmm. and pretending like I know the rules of the game.
0: Oh yeah, that's the seek that's the that's the that's the magic of actual play is pretending that we know what we're doing at any given point.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, we were just talking about this off mic, but that's the magic of editing, baby. <laughs> exactly. And my thing I always that I've learned about GMing is that story beats rules every time. Oh yeah. Every time. Yeah, if it's like, oh, that that's not how the rules work. I'm like, it doesn't matter. This is an awesome moment. It's gonna work this way.
0: Yeah, if it's if it's if it's a good moment, if it's the right moment for the story, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just run with it every time. And I think the best games, the best games, like facilitate that sort of thing and push you towards having that moment where you can just go, all right, this is it. Like this is this is what the story's been building to.
1: Exactly, I'm like it, it's Star Wars. We got space wizards, gets you know physics that don't make sense half the time. So we're gonna we're gonna bend it a little bit more. We're not gonna break anything. Mm-hmm. It's really pliable, I swear. I love it. I love it so much. And speaking
0: of of light risk, there is a you got some great guest
1: voices. You've got some great vest
0: voice actors. You, uh, I, I do at least I do one that's a
1: delight. Yeah, that is actually one of the things that I'm really happy with this current season, our season four is that I'm introducing guest voices into it because as a GM, I listen to like the James D'Amato's and all those guys out there who can do a million voices. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm not that guy. I have like my voice in like Southern me. That's all I have. <laughs> so, it's okay. To me. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, I listen to tons of podcasts and the GMs just do regular voice. That's cool. But I'm like, I really wanted to make it feel like there's an actual world that these people mm-hmm. are in. So this season, I reached out to tons of people and say, hey, do you mind voicing NPCs? And I've gotten so much great response. People like it makes it feel like, yeah, it's like an audio. It's like an improv audio drama now. And it's, it's- so much fun.
0: It's it is as one of those guest stars. It is a lot of fun. I mean, I get to I get to play a Danny DeVito galactic cab driver. Like, what else is what else what else do I want in this life or any life? You know what I mean? Like, what else What else can I aspire to? I'm glad I could just check
1: that thing off your bucket list for you, there, Jeff. It's, that
0: was it. This that was, that was an item that wasn't on my bucket list until I until <laughs> until it was presented, and then I realized that it had always been there. That's those
1: are the best items. The one that was always there. You just didn't read the fine print. It's true.
0: well speaking of games speaking of games that we're going to pretend to know how to play uh (laughs) this week we are playing central directive a two-player tabletop role-playing game of psychological horror spies and spycraft um we are going to be playing an agent on the run and the competing organizations that are trying to take that
1: agent down um I i feel like let's i'm ready to get into it how are you feeling i'm I'm excited this is it's it's a very interesting concept of mixing role playing with blackjack, so mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see how this works out. I'm pretty excited so uh how this is gonna start
0: is uh we're both we both have a blurb to read um we're each gonna read our blurbs and answer some questions to set the scene. then we'll take turns drawing cards as we kind of describe what happens, and from there we're gonna do some interesting things and build a sort of a tense. A tense horror movie scenario or a tense sort of <laughs> spy thriller scenario akin to, you know, Tinker or Soldier Spy or The Coldest City or The Bourne franchise. I'm really excited about it. I'm feeling pretty hype. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. So uh, you are going to be playing the agent, Agent 21, and I'm going to be playing two competing organizations, Central and Control. So uh, to start things off, we have, like I said, we have some blurbs to read, some choices to make. Um, Why don't you read your blurb first?
1: After Central put me here undercover, the lines of communication went cold for months. There's no other explanation except that one of my contacts must have been captured or flipped by state security, and making contact would jeopardize the mission. I know the person waiting for me at the rendezvous point is not my contact, but I fear more that I'm now a loose end to two rival intelligence agencies.
0: I play both Central, who stationed you abroad, and Control, this country's intelligence agency who will capture, kill, or torture you to take the intelligence you hold. Central deployed you here and gave you instructions to uh, extract a diplomat to follow up on a lead. You never knew, Control has already uh, placed, um, has all, you never, hmm, okay, let me think this through. You never knew. Control has already placed a mole at the highest levels of Central, and you might never find out. Uh, Each round, we're going to draw and swap cards until we think our hand adds up to a higher value than our uh, fellow player, our opponent. The round's winner decides how Agent 21 gets into a better or worse spot than before. The loser can say the game ends here or make the first move of the next round. So... Uh, we start out with a deck of cards in front of us we're gonna draw two cards each traditional blackjack rules and then uh, we start out with a scene. So the scene right now I'm feeling like the scene is pretty blurry. I mean we know that you are on your way to uh, we know you were on your way to uh, meet with a rendezvous agent so you, were, you were you were heading to a person to meet someone at a rendezvous point who is not your contact. So I'm going to, um, at any time, if the narrative is blurry, we can grab our virtual deck, for which we'll just say, I'm grabbing the deck, I'm pausing the story. We'll ask a question from a list of questions. And once you you you'll present uh, some answers, or I will present answers. The other player will present answers. Once we have a sharp picture of the scene, we'll put the deck back down and we'll continue play. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to say... What stands between you and Escape?
1: What stands between Agent 21 and Escape is that the person he was going to meet at this rendezvous point was one of his closest and most trusted handlers. And without this person, he is kind of lost and unsure of what to do. He's kind of relied on this person to do all the heavy thinking where he's more of the action-adventure type. Mm-hmm. And now, without the brains of his operation, he is not 100% certain the best way. He's more of a puncher-shooter, so he is definitely stepping outside of his normal realm of skills right now.
0: Okay. Um, what? Um Which way is
1: safety? Safety would be to get to the... I would say probably because I always like spy thrills with trains. I'd say probably to get to a uh, the train getting out of this country, that he's going to get like on that. there, smuggle himself across the border, and hopefully make contact with someone he can trust outside of the country. Okay.
0: I like that. Um, yeah, then I actually feel like I have a pretty clear picture of the scene. I'm going to put the deck back down, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like we have a pretty clear picture of like a train platform. You know, you're meeting someone who's going to give you your train credentials, get you on the train, get you set up. Except you know that that person, the person that handles these logistics, is not who they say they are. Yeah. So I feel like I have a pretty clear picture. If you'd like to pick up the deck or else we can start describing uh, actions. I'd say let's get this thing started. I'm ready. Okay. So uh, we're going to each take turns drawing cards. When we do that, we're going to sort of describe what we're doing and how we're sort of how our agents are positioning one another to, uh, outwit the other person. And then if we, if we fall into one of the, the triggers that each of us has a series of, uh, trigger moves of essentially like, um, conditional actions. Each of us has a number of conditional actions that, mm. um, if the other person falls into it, we will explain what that conditional action is and then explain what happens. Does that make sense? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Um, would you like to make the first move? You've arrived on the scene. The train station is busy as ever. It's one of these big, you know, urban center train stations. Uh, I'm picturing kind of an old fashioned train with like a conductor stepping off and waving a hat. Uh, your contact, who is uh, your contact, who is Red Thirteen, is standing on is standing on the platform wearing a sort of maroon burgundy coat, or at least the person purporting to be Red 13, um is standing there, is looking out at you, um, has not directly engaged you yet, but is clearly exactly where you were told that you would meet Red. What sure. do you do? So,
1: Agent 21 is definitely the I picture him as the James Bond, stylish dressed, and when I, when I say James Bond, I'm older, so my brain goes to Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining Pierce Brosnan in this role, nice young Pierce Brosnan too. Mm-hmm. So, so he is Remington Steele? Oh yo, yeah, right. That Remington steel to the first James Bond, that gap when he was peer, peak Pierce Brosnan. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is walking confidently through. Just his eyes are going left to right, but his head is staying straight forward as he's trying to find. Anything that seems amiss, he's already knows that this is not his person, but he knows he has to play the game. He has his gun um on his back. It is the safety's off. He's ready to go if possible. And he'll look around and make a mental note of any stairwells or anything that he has to go up or down, any people acting suspiciously. And yeah. I'm trying to figure out how these – like I'm, I'm still in the fantasy, fantasy flight games mode and how these games are supposed to work. At the so at what point do we draw? Do I just stop my scene and we draw or – I
0: think, yeah. I think once you describe your action, you can draw a card and then I, okay. will, I will describe my action next.
1: Sure. Okay. So he will walk and he's taking a look to make sure there's no one acting suspiciously. Nobody with that classic holding up a newspaper in front of their face but staring right over it type stuff you see in the old spy movies. Mm-hmm. And he'll approach uh, Agent 13 in their burgundy on brand coat. Uh,
0: I am going to pull a card additionally to say, uh, go ahead and pull that card. Uh. Uh, I'm going to pull a card to say, um, you are approaching, and you know, like anybody else would. There's people that. There's people that. You don't see anybody like eyeing you over a newspaper, but there are. You are a trained enough spy to decisively recognize that there are several people uh, sitting here and, you know, like, watching you and trying to, uh, like, monitor your movements. And uh, I am going to reveal my hand. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put down my three cards because I have 21.
1: (laughs) How does that happen? That's that's pure luck. That is pure luck. (laughs) all right so then i reveal my cards right yes indeed all right i thought i was good but apparently (laughs) because i only have i only (laughs) have 20
0: (laughs) all right well so uh i get to describe how you find yourself in a worse situation and i think what it is is you knew that uh red was a fake you knew that red was a plant but the situation as is, is uh, control wanted you to know that red was a fake. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. was a it was that was a very easy feint for you to 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 have you go in thinking that you were going to be thinking that you were going to confront 13. So really what has happened is like is 13 was there consciously to kind of draw you out because they knew that you would go in thinking you had a better plan? hmm And the real plan is that every other single person in this building is a control agent. There's oh. some 30-some control agents ready to go. Uh, John Wick fight music has started playing as you, are, you realize that you are completely surrounded.
1: Wow, geez, okay. So...
0: Oh, okay. The winner answers these questions. How has Central advanced in its ongoing struggle against control? How has control advanced towards capturing Agent 21? And how has Agent 21 approached escape? Um, how has Central advanced in its ongoing struggle? I think, um, I think Central, I think, uh, somewhere, somewhere far away, we don't see that, like, there are camera thing, camera feeds being being monitored, and Central is obtaining footage of all of these agents that have been congregated in one place. So we see footage, we see clips of, like, every agent that starts to make a move, like, their picture comes up and they start getting referenced in databases, and okay. Central has just grabbed 30-some-odd names.
1: Oh, uh, okay. c- that, that, that face identification stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's This was a huge intelligence grab for Central. However, Control has advanced towards capturing Agent 21 <laughs> because, well, you're surrounded by 30-odd agents. Okay. Um, and... The how has Agent Twenty One approached escape? I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go against the rules and ask you that. What how have you positioned yourself to escape out of this very bad situation before we segue into the next round?
1: Um, I think that Agent Twenty One would have positioned themselves so that be, because this is an action movie and it's probably illogical that as he's walking up, there is one of those big carts full of luggage being pushed, being pushed or pulled down the way in like one of those carts or whatever. And he knows that he can dive behind that for coverage. And hopefully those bulletproof suitcases will give him coverage.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I love that. I love that a lot. Um, Now, as the, as the person that lost the scene, you can choose to, uh, I'm assuming we're continuing the story. Yeah, of course. Um, you can choose to shuffle these cards that we've drawn, these six cards back into the deck, or you can discard them and set them off to the side.
1: Okay, so they either go back into our 52 or we continue forward with only 46? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Um, I say put them back in. It gives us more options. We're going to put them back in.
0: And we are going to shuffle this deck. And uh, we're going to take turns drawing one card each. I, I, we started off by drawing two cards, but I think drawing one card is going to give us a little more time to play in the scene. So we'll go one card at a time. Sure. Okay. Um, the person that lost, uh, you get to make the first move of the next round.
1: Okay. So I take one card? Yes, indeed. All right. And then, so as Agent 21 goes, goes up to, was it Red 14 we were saying? Uh, Red 13. Red 13. Goes up to Red 13. Uh, he knows immediately that it, it is not the person he was expecting to see. And we get that kind of cool bullet time action where he's reaching behind his coat and starts to slowly pull out his guns. You hear them clicking from their holsters. Mm-hmm. And the camera just pulls away from him and does a, a slow 360 degree around the entire train station. And you just start seeing... All these other people, the thirty sub odd that we have out there, start pulling out their guns out of suitcases, out of baby carriages, mm-hmm. out out of sandwich wrappers, whatever they it were is, carrying.
0: It is cartoonishly like every single object is actually a gun.
1: Exactly, lunch boxes. There's we actually we have to have the cliche guy with the violin case and the cello chase that actually is a gun because it's desperado time. Yep, and he will take a just a leap backwards. To get behind that rolling cart to give them some coverage before the gunfire starts happening.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, I think that what happens next is uh, you duck behind suitcases. Like the gunfight starts and it starts hot, and it is um, there's a, there's gun there's bullets flying in every which direction. Um, none of them are hitting you. You're able to duck behind some suitcases for cover, but. Uh, you, what you realize is that like it's almost too easy, right? Like, like there is, there is, there are guns flying in every direction, but you feel like they, you feel like they're not shooting to kill here. You feel like they are shooting to move you where they want. Okay,
1: interesting. All right. So, as I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. If you were, if you were, no, not no, done. that's it. That's what I got. I drew my card, and you, it's, it is your turn. All right. So. As this gunfire is going, yeah, Agent 21 will know that from the different angles he's at, he's like, yeah, I probably should have been hit once or twice by now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem to be happening. And he is a seasoned weapons expert. He knows gunfire. That's his specialty. He's not the thinker. He's the shooter. So he's going to feel that the gunfire is definitely directing him towards getting on this train. And he is going to Kick forward the cart with the suitcases at Agent thirteen, Red 13. Fire as he jumps onto this train and shuffles onto this empty train, which should have been full of people. And he's starting to realize that he is definitely, definitely in a bad situation as this commuter train is dead empty.
0: Now, I believe that at, I believe that is one of your uh, I believe that is one of your moves. Is when you, when you believe that you are in a ba- – when you believe that you are in a, a, a worse situation than it then has currently revealed itself. That would
1: itself. be oh, – I scrolled too far. That would be – stay suspicious. You, yes, indeed. Okay, so Central and Control will both hold weaknesses against you. There are still a few redundant channels available to restore contact or to just reveal your location of your enemy. When your deductions tell you that there's some danger you're not seeing, tell Central to give you a card from their hand they choose. Okay, so yeah, we'll do that. Stay suspicious. So, yes, I need one of your cards. All right, I'm going to give you this card. All right. And then I get to ask you, how does my dread gnaw away at me? There's nobody on this train, which
0: tells you. I mean, and and the dread gnaws away at you because that tells you this train was never going where you intended to go. I mean and you had made you know you had drop off plans like at the at this station just outside of the border and now you're realizing this train is never going to get there this train is going nowhere close uh and with that I am going to say the move is um I'm gonna pull it and say the move is my move is simply you hear uh, train doors opening and closing the automatic doors uh, from one side. You know that there was a conductor about three cars ahead of you, mm-hmm. and you hear doors coming from um, ahead of you, but you also hear doors coming behind you, which tells you 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 know that possibly that's a conductor or it's not, but definitely whoever's behind you is not a conductor.
1: Okay. So then we have this thing go bust if I need it. Cause right now I'm looking yes. at, I have over 21. So I, if I need to prevent a bust um, that uh, you keep that card in your hand, and discard the rest face up on the table. So you both can count the cards. So I keep yes. the card that, that pushed me over. Yep. And I put the other two there. Okay. Do do? So there, a,
0: a King and a seven is on the board. You have busted, which means yeah. that, uh, yeah,
1: which means that, uh I need to ask Central a question. yes um, do I ask all of these questions or just one of them I assume Let me take a look because it, it says and ask Central and then it list four questions and that seems like a lot
0: um, Where is that Where is bustang? there it is um, ask Central you can uh, ask Central one of the ask me one of these questions.
1: okay so. Someone in Central is working against me. What triggers this sudden realization?
0: Um, that you had, you had actually made contact. Like you had made contact not with Central directly, but with one of your, uh, one of your peers within Central. Um. Uh, code name Nine of Clubs. Nine of Clubs. Like you had made contact with Nine of Clubs. Like you had made. You sh- you you made that contact. It was like an off channel, uh, off channel, like meeting, like it was very clandestine. It was not official channels because officially, like you've you've you're starting to realize like you had already realized ages ago that the official directive was to not they haven't formally disavowed you yet. But like to keep you to to sort of just kind of let you let you spin a little bit. But like, so you made contact with a, with a, with, with one of your associates with, um, you made contact with nine of clubs and nine of clubs, like hooked you up with these, like with, with everything and like made these plans for this rendezvous outside of the border with you, which tells you that that contact was not, you know, friends and associates working together. That was forcing you to get desperate to talk to someone off official channels so they could give you bad
1: information. I never trusted that nine of clubs. I never liked them. All right, so do, With I, that, do, do we keep drawing cards because neither of us uh, have? We,
0: we do until one of us can reveal cards. Okay. Now, uh, what is interesting here is I don't have a bust move, so, so I just keep drawing cards until so I'm confident what? that I can outbeat
1: you. Okay, do I have to have, like, two cards to actually be play blackjack? Because right now I have one.
0: <laughs> no, you can have as many cards in front of you as you like, as long as you don't bust. Oh, no, I bust- was asking,
1: like, can you reveal your cards if I only have one? Do I have to have oh. two cards?
0: Uh, no, I can, reve- I can ask you to reveal at any time. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, but I'm going to draw a card and say that the doors ha- have gotten much, much closer to you. Um I'm gonna, the doors have gotten much closer to you and you are in a position, like you are now one there's now what they're now one car away in either direction, and ask you the question for your move, do you uh take the chance that the conductor is coming in front of you and, and take on whoever's behind you? Uh do you rush the conductor who's in front of you, or do you stay put and figure out what happens next?
1: Agent 21 is a man of action, and he is going to move towards whatever the front of the train would be. I don't know. Okay. if, yeah. So he's like, if, I, if I'm going to be on a train, I might as well control it. So he's going to rush towards the front of the train, guns in hand, ready to just take out whoever ever is going to come through those doors. Okay. Um,
0: with that, you're going to draw a card. All right. And... I'm going to also draw a card and say uh, you rush it and it was the conductor. Uh, There's also a pair of um, uh, transit cops, like not like full cop cops, but like um, sort of like security guards, lack of a better way to put it, like city funded security guards. Um, They are they they are with the conductor. There's a there's a chance that these cops are um, like central agents there's a chance that these are cops or double agents who are here to frame you there's also a chance that they are just a couple of underpaid city workers that are in the wrong place (laughs) at the wrong time um and on the other third hand they're cops and a cab so like who is to say but they are there are two transit cops and a conductor like in front of you what
1: do you do okay so Agent 21, as the doors open and he sees the conductor and the two police officers, I I know yep. or he knows right away that they're probably not the same level of trained agent that he is going to see. And he usually has no qualms of killing you know, enemy agents, but he's not certain if these guys are agents or just poor people in the wrong place at the wrong time. So as he rushes them, he's going to change his grip on his gun to flip it around. So he's holding the barrel and he's going to go and basically pistol whip these three people as he as he runs by them on his way to get up to the front of the train. So there's going to be definitely CCTV footage of a a well-dressed, handsome man beating on three city workers on a train as he basically looks like he's robbing the train or something to the outside world
0: and I won't fuck her. Mm-hmm. I I I think okay. you're wearing your heart on your sleeve here. I think that you're I think you're I think you're you're, you're playing to your humanity here. So I think I'm going to ask you to choose from your hand and give me one of your cards. Okay. Um Okay. Uh, This moment of weakness is used against you because uh, you notice as you as you you notice that like this whole thing has been uh, aggressively filmed, right? Like you've you notice several bugs on the train car itself uh, kind of strategically placed to kind of maybe present the narrative that there Mm. were people on the train to sort of construct a false media narrative like. You notice that like you've you've spot you spy the bugs only too late and 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 this and and you've realized that like you have given them the footage that you have given uh control the footage they need to to present you as the as the
1: threat that you as the threat that they want you to be. OK. <sighs> OK, so Agent 21, after pummeling these three innocent people sees that there are all these bugs and cameras and he turns his guns and he goes to fire at one and he hits it and he turns and he turns and he turns and he sees they're everywhere that it'd be a waste of ammo to destroy all Mm -hmm. these with a heavy sigh. He just knows that he is definitely being screwed over here and is trying to make his way to the front of the train. And as he's running, he's looking out the windows to see if there are any, Vehicles that are outside of it because it has a very strong feeling that this train is not going to move if he wants it to. It seems very set up and controlled.
0: Mm-hmm. So as
1: he's running, he's looking to see if there is a utility truck or if there is a before overseas. If there's a Vespa because that's what happens in Europe apparently. If there's anything outside that he mm-hmm. can see.
0: Yep. Uh, oh, I- I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say before drawing card there absolutely is. I'm going to say that you're able to run outside and get on the Vespa, which means it's time for a old-fashioned uh an old-fashioned Vespa chase okay. through the streets of Europe. Um yeah, I think it is I think it is time uh for an old-fashioned Vespa chase and I think um I think we see that chase unfolding. Uh there are several agents in obviously uh you know, unmarked unmarked like tourist cars just tearing through streets, uh people are ducking cover and cover, you smash <laughs> through a fruit cart. Um it is it is every James Bond car chase as it is unfolding. And I think um right. I think I'm gonna reveal my hand.
1: Do you have like I think I'm gonna reveal my hand
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Alright I'll put mine up top. That is 22, that is uh, 10, 11, 12, 22, 29. So uh, unless you no, have 21. I have
1: 16.
0: Okay. <laughs> I had three of the aces, so I felt confident <laughs> that you had not hit 21. Uh, okay. So you find yourself, I think that like, I think that you have to swerve to avoid, there's the two mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. in the pane of glass, right? because if we're going we're going iconic we're going iconic uh you have to jump off of the Vespa to avoid tearing through this glass and getting cut or you go through it and then lose control of the vesca because obviously we want yeah. the paint of glass oh, to yeah break, exactly right yeah. we need that paint of glass to why break. is it there if it's not there to break you go through it it exactly uh you tear through it on the Vespa it shatters um the people have to jump out of the way and you are now like you you you're, the Vespa goes into a fountain And, uh, you are now soaking wet in a fountain you've thrown, you've been thrown off of your Vespa and like four, four armed, uh, four armed agents step out of, step out of one of these cars with shotguns and they're coming towards you to take you out very close. And now I'm going to answer some questions to end the round. Um... This is, this is how a central advanced its ongoing struggle against control. This is very public. This is very public, which is very beneficial to an agency. This is very beneficial to an agency trying to, you know, uh, expose, expose enemy agents to have a big public firefight like this. Like these are, these are, these are, these are names and associations that can be leveraged against Control control has once again advanced towards capturing Agent 21 because, you know, we've got shotguns (laughs) and you're trapped in a fountain. Uh,
1: And how have you approached escape? Um, Agent 21 has approached escape by even though he has crashed through the glass and crashed into this fountain, that where he was driving was not an accident. He has gotten very, very close to one of his safe houses where he knows he has more weapons, mm, okay. more armor or whatever you you have in, you know, spy safe houses, but he he had a destination and he got close, but he's not 100% there yet.
0: Okay. I like that. Uh would you like to shuffle these cards
1: back in the deck or um, leave them let's out? Let's leave them out this time. Just for the sake of variety. Okay.
0: I I would maybe suggest that we shuffle them cuz 3 of the aces are on the board and that
1: makes going to make it much uh, harder to get to on 21. The board. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's the queen too. The king and the queen have one symbol on them. I don't know why they did that.
0: Yeah, that nope. uh, The the correction. (laughs) I I have two aces on the board, not three. All right, so there are two still still two aces in the deck. We're going to put aside all of these cards for the time being,
1: and uh, you're going to make your first move. Agent Twenty One pulls himself up from the fountain, wipes the water away from his brow. He looks around and sees that there are a good half dozen. um, I forget what are the it's control Are those people trying to get me. Okay. uh, There's about a half dozen control agents stepping out of unmarked SUVs, guns at the ready. He He wipes the water away from his brow and in pure Pierce Brosnan fashion stops, adjusts his tie, adjusts his cufflinks and takes a dive towards a cafe that is next to this fountain Flipping over a table and he's going to get into a shootout right behind this very sturdy, small little cafe table and start shooting at mm-hmm. these four or these half dozen agents. He's aiming for their vehicles, trying to do the, hey, I shot your car. So it blows up in action movie scene.
0: Oh, and I think the car, I mean, it had, I mean, the yeah, car lights it, for up. For some right? reason, they like were the carrying car like, goes... 18
1: gallons of kerosene in the back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. I mean, I, but yeah, the car—it's classic action movie style. The car goes up; uh, everyone scrambles. The agent hits the ground, um, and for a brief moment, uh, you've actually got a pretty clear picture of how to, of, of of a move you can make. You know, you are in a pretty you are in a pretty good position to move for your to move for your
1: safe okay. house. So. <clears throat> Adds of the debris is flying around. The agents are on the ground. 21 kicks backwards as the table scuttles forward, and he makes a run not into the cafe, but to one of the sides door that just says deliveries only from 9 a.m. to 930 a.m., and he doesn't open the door. He turns the knob, and the floor opens up, and he drops down into his safe room.
0: Okay. Um I think and I think as you do that um you are in the safe room and uh you're being in the safe room like a camera picks you it picks you up in the room and like registers it and like you hear you see like the lights flick on automatically um a little voice you know you're kind of scanned by a laser and an automated voice just says Welcome, Agent 21. Uh, safe house protocols initiated, and you see um, two like two black Jeeps pull out of the parking garage outside of the like underneath this safe house. Um, the agents of Central and Control are playing are, are are working against each other at this point. They have the the automated safe house protocols have been dispatched. The sort of uh, permanent security detail in this safe house has been dispatched to uh, basically, go on a manhunt and clear out the control any control agents that might be pursuing the person inside this safe house. They they clearly haven't taken you off of that automated registry list yet. And so, uh, when the agents of control and central compete against each other, uh, we each we both okay. draw a card from the deck. Yeah. So you. draw yourself another card. Um, how are you distracted? How are you distracted? Uh, I'm going to ask, how are you distracted by the uh, the threat at present? And what slips outside of your focus? Um,
1: how he is distracted at this moment is that he realizes as he's in this control center and he sees all this these computers with all this technology that he can access to maybe have him contact someone or reach out to someone who might be able to help him. He can't remember what his login is supposed to be. He's the company. It does mm. this thing where you have to update your thing every three months to keep it fresh. And he had just done it the other day and he can't remember what he changed it to. He does one of those weird alphanumeric things. So he's like, Oh, did I, was it threes or was it e's this time? And I don't remember. And what he doesn't notice is that the agent that had betrayed him, the was it nine of spades, nine of clubs The nine, nine of clubs. clubs has gone into the safe house through one of the other entrances or exits. Okay. So, and I, I pull like into that. the card, right? I like that a lot.
0: Um, yes, you do.
1: Okay. So before you start I talking, going to. okay. So if I, do I, if I'm in a bus situation, yep. does that happen before your turn or after your turn? Okay, so I am in a uh, bust situation. So that means I need to sh- throw the three All cards right. that that I had previously and keep the only the one that I had. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. I tell you twenty one such a small number. All right. So those are the three cards that I have. So then I pull up the bust rules again. Where'd they go? Go bust. Okay. So I put my cards on the table. I'm going to ask Central a question.
0: Those cards are the 5 of diamonds the 9 of diamonds and the three of spades. My question for central
1: is who here is secretly an asset of central? What do they want me to do? How do they make contact with me?
0: Um the the door uh, the doorbell rings and it is um it is maintenance. It's hey, hello. Um, this is uh, maintenance. We're here to. Uh, we're here to. We hear that there is uh, an issue with your plumbing. We're here to uh, clean up the leak. And like they, they, it is exceedingly mundane and boring, and also obvious in a way that, like, also obviously coded in a way that would make a a non trained spy think that they're imagining things so uh, you hear that and like you know that sometimes the best uh, code is the obvious one so you're able to p- quickly pick up on that and you know that there is a-, a central operative at the door like to like basically like check in with you Uh, what do you do? before you draw a card okay, before so I draw a card what do you do here?
1: The evil agent is in there. The other guy is telling me there's someone at the door, right?
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. The evil agent is in no, the dude, building.
0: Nine of Clubs is in the building. They are yeah, a central uh, agent that has set you up. There is someone at the door that is visibly, that is audibly like not them, that is clearly conveying to you that they okay, are also so an agent
1: of central. And
0: central and control are locked in a shootout so somewhere on the I street. So I will,
1: agent 21, will... Go over to the control pad and just flip the switch to open the door to let this agent in because he knows at this point he needs all the help he can get. And he's hoping this agent that's coming in is someone who's as skilled as he is and not one of those tech guys who's there to give him a special pin that's a laser or something.
0: Um, it is not that. It is, uh, the, the person at the door, he is old, uh, an old, gen- like an old guy, I think like last generation's action star, right? Like a, a, a sort of, uh, okay. like a James Brolin type where it's kind of like a very specifically like older and not, not, not the hot young action star, but is sort of being cast <laughs> in a slightly different role now. Um... Is at the door wearing like kind of, you know, wearing like very convincing maintenance gear, walks in, kicks the door closed with a foot, drops his toolbox, hands you a very elaborate pistol and says, here's what's about to, here's what's going to happen. Nine of clubs is in the parking garage. We needed you. Uh, We needed you to make contact with him to confirm our suspicions that Nine of Clubs has been turned by control. Uh, So we need you, 21, to go into the parking garage and take him out. This should be pretty easy for someone with your particular skill
1: set. Agent 21 will take the gun and go, all of this just for Nine? He's not even... I could have done this... Two three weeks ago, I've been on the run for a month now, almost, and all for. I don't. I am talking to the higher ups when this is all over because this is this is shoddy work right here, gentlemen. And now, um, sure? I have a question for you.
0: Is this? Do you act? Is that? Are you actually? Uh, is twenty one actually frustrated, or do you think that? Or do you think there's something? Um, uh, do you I, think I 21 definitely up. thinks
1: this doesn't make any sense Because this is a lot of effort To okay. set up Nine where he almost died Twice and there's got to be easier Ways than this to set up nine So he Now you can choose whether oh, or not that's right, to, I have that sus- You can choose whether or I not, have not to, thing, to Tell me right. to give you a card So yeah yeah, I'll do the stay suspicious thing Yeah, So I'll take one of your cards Okay All right, I'm going to give you this card. and Then I ask Central, how does my dread gnaw away at me?
0: You don't know if you can trust this maintenance person. Like, you don't know if you're going to walk out of this room, if you're going to plug nine of clubs, and they're going to be right behind you with a different gun to plug you Mm. first. You know what I mean? Like, it is entirely possible that, like that like you are that like they are just going to wipe both of you off of the deck in one easy go okay Okay. yeah I have one card Um, I I think that like I think he is aggressively deadpanning your jokes and it's like yeah well that's (laughs) bureaucracy for you what are you gonna do you know sometimes uh, I'm certain that frankly candidly between you and me and he kind of starts to like Unbutton the the shirt just a little bit to get a little more comfortable in one of these horrible <laughs> polyester short sleeve dress shirts. Between you and me, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody just left you on an Asana to do list. If you were just a just a check mark of hey, we should get a hold of twenty one, and they just didn't. You know how it is. Frankly, it could have just been somebody somebody's Monday morning error. You you get it. Okay.
1: on a second card okay all right so if i so if i want to reveal my my cards and i have higher than you and even though i'm over 21 yep. it's okay correct i believe so okay. i believe you're revealing my hand then that's what i want to do because i think it yep
0: all right i have 13 okay yeah you get you're you're, you're in control okay. of the situation so,
1: let me go see what happens when i where does it go when i win what am i supposed to do Okay. end of the so, round PDF you were where you at go bust stay suspicious shuffle end of the round there we go so mm-hmm. da, 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 da. okay so I answer these questions so since we were doing it kind of differently where I was answering the third question do I answer the first two and let you do yep. the third since we've been doing that okay so sure that sounds good. one how has central advanced its ongoing struggle against control um central has ferreted out a a double agent. And this is something that's been mm-hmm. pestering. They have been getting just messed up and crossed over by, um, control in all their operations. For some reason, control has been a step ahead of them and central has figured out why. And they believe they've found the person of why they have been falling behind in this little arms race of theirs. How has control advanced mm-hmm. towards capturing agent one, uh, 21. Um, they have.
0: Con- Actually, why sure. don't I answer this question and then you continue to answer escape? Because this seems in the same way that like that's the question that I think sure, most specifically course. benefits you. I think two is the question that most specifically okay. benefits like what I'm going to do next. Sounds good. Does that does that work? Okay, because um, I think how we've advanced towards uh, towards capturing you is. Uh, your worst fears are exactly correct. Uh, not that central is, not that central is trying to take you off the board, but that this maintenance person is oh. also a double agent and that you a thousand percent correctly, like, pers- like gathered that, like that, that gut feeling of yours that you almost, you almost said to yourself, like, I ca- this can't be right. Like this, mm-hmm. can- this is just me being paranoid, um, is 100% correct. You haven't, you haven't... I don't know that you... I don't know that you have
1: figured that out yet, but it is
0: okay. 100% correct.
1: So how is Agent 21 <sighs> approached escape? Okay, so Agent 21, with this... this kind of dread, this un uncomfortable feeling, not tr- not 100% trusting his situation, heads out to face uh, uh, Agent 9, and as he's going out, he notices that the was he a repair guy or whatever he was dressed as the maintenance guy is kind of following behind him at a few steps back. And as he exits the door, he taps on the control pad and institutes a 24 hour unbreakable lockdown where this other agent is going to be stuck inside. Mm -hmm. And he's guaranteeing that this showdown against nine is going to be mono E mono.
0: I love it. I love it a lot. All right. So, Uh, so yeah. Um, I think that I'm, I think I'm going to call since I'm the loser, I'm going to call that we are going to shuffle these back in the deck. Um, and I think, um, I think we're going to do one last scene. I would like to propose up front that this is our final showdown. This is you nine of clubs (laughs) and our maintenance man, all of whom are in a parking garage. Like you are, you have spotted nine of clubs going to his car. The maintenance man is behind you. Uh, and, I think that the um, I think that I want us both to pull a card because I think that they both okay. pull guns on you. Uh, but given that nine of clubs is a double agent and does not know who else in the organization is a double agent, I think they're shooting at each other. So we're okay. both going to draw a card. Um, right. uh, both sides are shooting at each other. I think I think that the, I think they have started. I think they have started shooting it. I think they're both shooting at each other. Uh, as a gunfight unfolding, you are able okay. to like duck off to the side. What did you – what has slipped from your focus as this is um, happening?
1: What has slipped from my focus is that – I don't know how bad I want to make this look. But my first thought was that what slipped from my focus was that the gun he gave me wasn't loaded. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, 100%. That's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, loaded. definitely when – he dives behind a car. He sees he has a great shot on Agent 9, and he goes to pull the trigger on this new gun he's got handed, and he just hears click, and he looks, and there's no ammo in this gun. Yep. And he just, just sighs. Yep, 100%. All right, so what do you so, do? So you see, um, So we're in a parking garage. 9 and the maintenance guy are firing at each other. And since yep. the maintenance guy... Is kind of older, he's going to be the easier target. So age of 21 in this gunfire is going to run across the tops of some of these parked cars and just deliver like a flying mm-hmm. like jump kick to this maintenance man's head. And in the collision, grab the gun as it flips through the air and slide to his knees, pointing the gun at nine
0: i love it very very good um i think as that i think um nine drops drops his gun and looks at you and like leans against a car reaches into his pocket like you almost pulled the trigger pulls out a thing of cigarettes pops one in his mouth and it's just like What what what? what's what are you what are what are you gonna do here? What's like you shoot me? Do you what what is it? Just all back to normal for you? Do you think the last the last month just doesn't happen? What's what's your game plan here? Twenty one.
1: Twenty one will keep the gun pointed at nine and slowly start walking towards him and demand no. What is going on? How how could you turn on us? You were one of the best of us. I wanted to be you when I grew up. And now you're telling me you're playing the other side? And he cocks his gun. Give me one good reason why I don't end you here. And I'll just make it up as I go. Because that's apparently all I'm good at.
0: Um. Yeah, draw your card. Do you want to reveal your hand, or do you want to do you want to um, take my turn?
1: If I reveal, well, you have how many cards? Two. I have three. I feel I like giving cards. you how one you more. Have? That way, it's even. Then we can see who controls the story at the end. So yeah, give me one more scene, then we'll flip. Okay.
0: okay. Um, I think he kind of like smokes. He's like, "Why? I tell you why? It. Cause they offered me a truckload of money. What? Why else? Why else is any of this?" you're here's 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 where you're wrong 21 you think that this is some big moral thing really it's nothing but a bunch of mercenaries doing kills for doing contract kills for money they offered me they offered me a big money contract i like having money and buying things i swapped Honestly, like, that you wanted to be me, that's not, that. that's more of an indictment on you. Kill me. See, see how, see how what you put, put three in my chest and see if it changes a single thing about what is unfolding. See if they welcome you back in. And the maintenance man is, like, walking behind you now, and I'm just, like, is walking behind you with gun, with, like, a gun aimed kind of at both of us. And I'm like, see what's going to happen. See what your friend at central is going to do when you when you take out the double agent from control go ahead
1: just so, see what unfolds yeah let's here. reveal our cards and see who can, and let's see what happens gonna at the reveal end of the my start. hand. all right all you right. win so what tell me so tell me what happens agent 21 has this gun trained on 9 and you just see him just staring and the wheels are turning in his head. And he's starting to think maybe his entire life has been a lie because he's thought his, what he was doing was for some noble purpose that he was fighting for honor for his country to keep the world safe. And his hero, his, his idol is telling him that it's all a lie, that we're just thugs who shoot people for money. And he's just unsure of everything. And the repairman is getting ever closer. His gun starts to cock. And in a blink, 21 spins, shoots the repair guy through the head and stands there as the body drops. Nine will start to smile, come across his face and go, I knew you would see it my way. And as that last word leaves his mouth, 21 turns, shoots him just the same drops his gun and starts to walk out of the grudge. Excellent. Beautiful.
0: Um yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's game. That is that is game. That is a good ending to our story. I love <laughs> that. Agent that 21. is great cuz then we have 20 20- <sighs> Oh yeah, I love it. it so much fun. Oh,
1: thank you so much for well, coming on the show and def- playing this I've game. Never with played was a was game a like this before, and it's it's very very quick, very easy to play. I, yeah, I could totally see this is something you could do mm-hmm. in a quick pickup game when you're bored with your friend. Just grab a deck of cards and do this. It's kind of fun.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, definitely. I loved it. I loved playing it. Like I feel like we told a great story with it. I'm super super happy. <laughs> So, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people um, find you and your work you online? You go
1: to uh, Flight Risk Pod on Twitter. You'll get our Twitter account there. We update our show. We ask random questions to our listeners and stuff all the time. Uh, we're through Simplecast, and I want to say our address is flightriskpodcast.simplecast.com. If not, I'll have to get make sure Jeff has the right link so it's in the show notes. Uh, yeah, definitely. You, yeah, you, you can find the link Flight in the show Risk notes. Podcast. We're like the first thing that pops up, so that's where we are. Uh, we update every uh, Thursday 9 p.m. Pacific, which is midnight on the East Coast time. We have done 70 consecutive weeks of episodes coming out. We haven't missed a single one yet. So we're, we're we are consistent with our story. So if you want a consistent wacky Star Wars story, check us out. Subscribe, and I'd love to hear what you guys think of our show.
0: Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Hi, future Joe. Take it, future me. Thanks, past Me. And thanks again to Dwayne for coming on the show. That game was uh, very, very good. That was a thrilling game. I really enjoyed it. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Central Directive. Be sure... To follow Dwayne on Twitter at Dwayne Feenstra, and be sure to follow Flight Risk on Twitter at Flight Risk Pod. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com/PartyOfOnePodcast. Join our Discord community at bitly discord. Head to our merch store at bitly merch. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, or a word of mouth recommendation to a friend. Those things all tangibly help the show achieve bigger, better, and cooler things, and I deeply appreciate it. And a quick side note, the best places to review the show are iTunes, Stitcher, and Podchaser. Any place that you can review a podcast is good, but those three places send a little email to my inbox, and that just brightens my afternoon. And the other way that you can support the show is by supporting the other podcast I produce every week, All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you that is on the OneShot Podcast Network and on All My Fantasy Children. My best friend Aaron Catano says, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spit it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe, one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyof1podcast at gmail.com. And that is it. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always, Party on, everybody.